This is Brojo Online. Masculinity, confidence, and integrity with Dan Monroe. The Perfect First Date. This is somewhat of an ironic title, but it's designed to, to trigger the, the fears and insecurities that come up when we're going out with somebody in a romantic setting for the first time. Now, <clears throat> there's very few people that find the concept of a first date completely free of anxiety. And that's one of the reasons I wanted to focus on it today. It's been a very popular session in Brojo since we started. It's the idea of how do you date in a way where you don't feel that pressure to perform, where you don't feel that pressure to to try and win the other person's attraction. And that's what we'll be looking at today. One of the first questions that we're really here to answer is what is the point of a first date? Why is it that we go into a situation where we're meeting with someone that we're attracted to and and we call it a first date? And what are we thinking is going to happen when we're there and why are we going there in the first place? So this is one of the areas where we get to look at a, a small microcosm of, of the social world, the first date, and we get to see all of the things that most people do that gets in the way of them connecting. One of my favorite things to do on the planet, is, uh, as perverted as it is, is to spy on people who are having first dates. I don't intentionally do this. It's not like some illegal activity. But if I'm out at a bar or I'm at a cafe, I can spot first dates, or at least I think I can, quite well. You know, I'll look around the room and I can see them. That couple sitting there studying the menu, um, hyper intense with the way that they're trying to perform for each other, emphatically agreeing on everything as much as they possibly can, just trying to, you know, find that connection, hoping so badly that they've finally found a good one. And I see this all the time, and, I, and, it's, and it's quite painful to watch. It really is. But I understand it. I've been there many times myself. I know what it's like to show up with someone, and especially if you say you've met them online or something like that, to show up and to think, well, I've got one chance to make something happen with this person. And all this pressure builds up inside you. So... Looking at why most people go into a first date, when we've talked about this before in Brojo, what we've noticed is that there's this future focus. Now, it could be as as short-term as what's going to happen at the end of the night. It can be as long-term as marriage and children. What I find, and I, I get this from the women that I coach as well, is that a first date becomes this intensive job interview like type of um, interaction where the two people are assessing each other for future quality. So straight away what we start to see is that when somebody's on a date, one of the first things they do is they stay away from presence. They're so far from like what's happening right now because they're lost in what will happen. I see this all the time on a first day, and I think it's one of the 
the most common purposes that someone goes to a first date with and also it's one of the biggest barriers to connection. That's why I think the dating world is just such a fucking mess at the moment and why so many people find it chore-like and exhausting to go on dating. So I've seen this before and one of the common things that kept coming up for Brojo is this idea like, I want to see if she's right. If she's right for, you know, if she's right to sleep with me tonight, if she's right to become my girlfriend, if, you know, maybe we'll be good long-term kind of partners. And this is all happening on the very first interaction. And the reason it's happening is because it's been called a date. And in particular, a first date. Calling it a first date, you may as well be calling it a job interview because the kind of frame that you're taking to this to this event creates the same kind of pressure for both people. And you can see it, it's like a bristle thing. When, you, when you're watching two people on a first date, it's kind of a yuck feeling to watch it. You feel nervous just watching them, like you're on the edge of your seat. That kind of feeling you get when you're sitting down and someone's standing while they talk to you, that kind of nervous feeling. And I feel like that when I watch people on a first date so often. And I believe that the reason I'm sort of harping on about this and the reason we'll go into in so much detail today is because your reason why you're going on this date in the first place, your reason for showing up is going to determine everything about how it goes. That intention that you bring to any interaction with someone, whether it's a date or a job interview or just hanging out with friends or dinner with the family, whatever interaction you're going to, the reason why you're there will completely dictate your behavior and determine the the eventual outcomes of the entire event. Yeah. So if you're going there with something like, I hope this is my future partner, she's going to feel that and you're going to feel that and it's going to infect everything about the interaction. There's going to be a neediness to it, a judgment to it. She's going to feel judged. You're going to feel judged. It's going to be very difficult for either of you to be open and honest with each other. You're going to feel like you need to perform. Now, if you combine this with the idea that, say, you've been dating for a while and you haven't found real success, you don't feel like it's working sort of thing, then this pressure is going to build and build. Now you're really carefully assessing each other and really strongly judging each other. And it's starting to really affect your ability to just let go and have a good time. So we're going to, we're definitely going to be moving on to how do you actually have a date in a way that you can enjoy it no matter how it goes. But first I really want you guys to just focus on what are you, what intentions are you bringing to your dating? When you're going on a date with someone, why are you doing it? If you're doing it for any reason to acquire something, if you're doing it because you want to get this or get that or make this happen, a neediness is building in you already. And there's nothing wrong with being needy. We'll talk about that in a minute. But what's happening now is you're starting to put yourself into a pressure to perform. However, subconsciously, you're not going to be presenting the real version of yourself on this date. You're going to be presenting what you think is most likely to bring you two together. For the most part, not everyone's like this, which is good. But people who are like this tend to be stuck in the dating world for a very long time because it's hard to make a connection and get into anything deeper. 
So let's continue on. I wanted to start with having a look at some of the most common mistakes I hear about from my clients that I see in real life that I've heard about from women. The most common mistakes that men make while dating and in particular on that first that first date. So the most common one, and I think this is what we've already talked about, so I won't go into much further with this, is that they're going on the date and they're actually calling it a date. Now, I'm not saying it's wrong to call something a date, but what I'm saying is the very label that you give to an interaction will create a frame around that interaction. It will determine what that interaction means for you. It's the context and rules you apply to any situation. So there's a big difference between just hanging out with someone and having a drink versus being on a date with them. In your mind, there'll be a difference between those two things. You will behave differently in each of those situations, even if physically they're the same situation. So for example, if you go to one bar, let's say it's called the the hog and pig or one of those UK type bars, you know, you go to the hog and pig and you're there with your best friend to have a beer. And then the next night you go to the hog and pig and you're there with a girl to have a date. Think about how different you'd be in those two situations. Think about the contrast and how you'd behave, what you'd talk about, how you present yourself, what you'd choose to dress and how you choose to groom yourself. Think of how different you would be just because one of them is hanging out with a best friend and the other one's called a date. This comparison is actually one of the key comparisons that's going to help you bring authenticity and connection into your dating life is to start to close the gap between how you behave with someone you're completely comfortable with and not trying to impress like a best friend versus how you behave on a date. If those two behaviors and those two mindsets are different, bringing the the dating one closer and closer to the best friend one. So eventually you're on dates as if you're hanging out with your best friend. If you can get to that point, connections are going to flourish in your life. It's one of the few things I can promise you. I don't do promises very much, but that's one of them. And the further you stay away from that, the more you're this performer, the the dancing bear, the the looking good and not showing any weaknesses or insecurities or anything like that and just trying to be perfect, the more you're that person, the further you are from connection. So the number one mistake that I see guys making when it comes to dating is to actually call it dating, is to see hanging out with somebody else as a different context to hanging out with anyone else. Now, I know from experience with with Brojo sessions that this often raises, well, if I go out as if I'm just hanging out with a friend, then nothing romantic could happen. We're going to come to it in a minute when we talk about what honesty means. But for now, I just want you to just to compare in your mind, what is the difference between when I'm hanging out with someone that I feel safe with and everything feels good, I, I don't feel any need to pretend anything, I can just be whatever I feel like, I just show whatever mood I'm in, There's no performance pressure versus when I'm out on a date with someone I'm attracted to and I hope it will go well. How are you different in those two situations? So the most common mistake I see guys make is being different. How this plays out is there's some common ways that this plays out, right? So one of them is interviews. Interviews often disguised as dates. 
absolutely destroy connection. So many of us are raised to believe that showing interest in somebody is done through investigating them. It's done through asking them questions, trying to find out about their life. And we're raised to believe that this is this is how you build rapport. This is how you connect. So what you get on dates is this kind of interviewer-interviewer situation. Both people interviewing each other with questions. It's, it's funny because when most people actually stop and think about it, when I ask, why do you think this will build a connection? They can't really answer. They don't see how it is that asking someone questions builds a connection. There's a, a fear I call uh, the fear of being the center of attention that leads a lot of guys to avoid sharing information about themselves because they see that to do so is selfish, that it's bragging and boasting and that it's an inconvenience to the other person. And so one of those common mistakes that I see on dates is guys don't talk about themselves. And when they do talk about themselves, it's only the nice polished stuff. It's only the perfect stuff. I'm good at this. I love this. That's my job, blah, blah, blah. And it's very rarely like I feel this way and I'm afraid of this and I'm excited about that. And it's very, very unusual for a guy on a date to share the deeper, meaningful stuff. So what they do is they interview the girl, they barrage her with questions and they feel like, look, look how interested I am in you. You know, look at, look at how caring I am and how compassionate and kind I am asking you about your life. And look at, look at what a man that I am for this. Whereas the girls are sitting there going, wow, I feel like I'm being mined for information. You know, I am, this guy is like a vacuum sucking my personal information out of me and I'm getting nothing in return. I can tell you almost without doubt that probably the most attractive thing to a woman is to be let into your secret inner world. If you can let someone in to see the real you, to see what it's like to be you from behind your own eyes, to experience that in all its glory and ugliness, that's the true gift. One of the things we often talk about in Brojo is the sensation you give someone when you say something like, I've never told anyone this before, but blah, blah, blah. This, this, I've never told anyone. This, this is a deep secret that I'm going to reveal to you. You're going to see something about me that I don't want you to see. I'm scared of you seeing it, but I'm going to tell you anyway. It's something that I only share with people I feel safe with. This gift kind of represents the ultimate form of connection. It's the idea that you let someone see who you really are underneath the performance. And this is one of the things that very few guys do on dates, and the way they hide who they really are is behind questions. You're safe when you're asking a question. You're not showing anything really revealing or vulnerable about yourself. You're not taking any risks. There's no real masculinity in interviewing somebody. You're just barraging them with questions, mining them for information, and giving nothing back in return. So what happens is at the end of the night, she feels that she gave more than you did, which makes her very unlikely to want to give more. And you're wondering, hey, why didn't she kiss me? Why won't she call me back? It's because it's out of balance. She feels that she's invested more than you have. She doesn't feel that it's fair. And she knows nothing about you that she could even be attracted to anyway. Anybody can ask questions. A child can ask questions. But only you can share about yourself. 
The second most common mistake I see guys make on a date, and this is a kind of structural uh, logistical mistake, is that they try to impress the girl by making the date an activity that the guy wouldn't usually do. See, it's all the time going out to dinner, going to something exciting, trying to like that pickup style where you take them to all these different things to create time warps, blah, blah, blah. That's kind of thing where I'm like, I always look at the guy and go, hey, if you were on a Saturday by yourself, is that how you'd behave? Would you be doing those things? Would you be going there, eating there, drinking there? Is that where you usually go? Is that your favorite place? So often guys try to make dating this event, this kind of impressive performance, this gesture and display. All it does is just scream neediness. You know, if, if it's obvious to her that this isn't your normal life, then she's going to assume that you're trying to impress her, which is a huge put-off. Secondly, if even if she believes that this is your normal life, you're going to have to maintain that if you continue dating. And I see so many guys get into this rut where they put on such a big performance during the courtship that now they feel this pressure to maintain it, and it's not really them. you got this guy who just wants to sit on the couch and play Xbox all day, taking girls out to, like, fancy restaurants and casinos and things like that and just hating every second of it got to bear in mind if you're bringing a girl to an activity that you don't usually do or like and she enjoys that you guys might actually be a bad fit you're now creating a relationship based on a lie this is one of the things that come with having the frame of dating of calling it a date calling it a first date is that pressure that this should be some different thing to what you usually do. I often talk about this in terms of guys asking, you know, how do you take something forward if you're being authentic and genuine with someone and you don't want to be needy, so you're not asking for phone numbers and that kind of stuff? How do you actually see them again? And my favorite thing to do is invite them to something I'm already doing. It's my favorite kind of date. And it's one that will allow you to, first off, you have to start creating events in your life that you enjoy doing. So you start building a real life, which should be your primary focus anyway. And then secondly is she's going to see what it's like to really be with you. The the context, the situations you enjoy being in, the activities you enjoy doing, she's going to see that from the very beginning. All of this is aimed to help her decide very quickly if you're a good fit or a bad fit and to help you to decide as well so rather than trying to impress her what we do is we actually try to push her away with honesty so if you're on a date and you're trying to push her away by being as honest as possible and she doesn't leave you may have a good fit it may be an excellent fit if you're trying to impress her and she doesn't leave then it's actually a sign of a bad fit See, the girl who, who's going to love you for who you are, the girl who's going to be totally besotted with you just being yourself at your worst, she's not going to like you doing the impressive act. That's not going to click well with her. She's going to feel that, that you're being fake. She's going to feel that that's not what she's about. See, if you're the Xbox gamer and the girl you're going out with is an Xbox gamer and you both go to a fancy restaurant, neither of you are going to have a good time. You know, but if you're like, hey, you know, I'm staying up all Saturday night with Halo, whatever, and she's like, hell yeah, straight away, you know, you've got such a, a higher chance of a good fit there. And the best thing is, if she, if she enjoys the activity that you normally do anyway, 
it's so much more likely that you guys are just at least going to get along as friends. You know, there's already what I'd call like a warm connection there. There's already high chance that you guys are a good fit for each other. Rather than complete unknown of a cold chance where you both go to a restaurant, neither of you go to restaurants, and you're trying to figure out, hey, are we right for each other? The, the next most common mistake I see guys make is around pretense. And in particular, trying to be interesting. Trying to show the best side of yourself. So this is where it kind of gets into a gray area of honesty. So there are some guys, quite a few, that will go on a date. They won't lie exactly. They won't pretend to be something better than they are. But through the exclusion of the dark side, through removing everything that they think is negative in terms of what they express, they kind of paint this positive picture. This thing like, I'm always doing well. I'm always fine. I'm always happy. Things are always good. I'm excited about life all the time. Yay me. You know, and and it comes, you know, you see a lot of this in the kind of pickup thing, this demonstration of higher value type bullshit. Now, what happens is, again, we, we, we created the difficult situation where if she does like you for those reasons, you're forced to maintain it. If you want to keep the connection with her, which isn't really a connection if it's fake, then you're going to have to keep up the pretense. You get so many. I get so many women email me with crisis about the three to six month range in their relationship, going, you know, for the first three months he was this and that, and he was wonderful and blah blah, blah. and now he just sits around doing nothing all day and he's boring and blah blah. blah. He doesn't want sex. What's going on? And the thing is, he he just got exhausted with the performance. It was never him to begin with. She's never. She's only just meeting the real him now. And she's shocked with it. Now, the funny thing is, she might be able to connect with the real him now. But he set such a different precedent. He set this kind of magical fairyland version of himself first that she now has to compare to. And it's going to make it almost impossible for her to get on board with the new one. Whereas if you're you from the beginning, if she gets to see you with whatever mood you're in, and whatever thoughts are on your mind, and whatever's real, then if she connects with that, you're not going to have to like keep up anything. You just get to be who you are all the time. So it's a way. It's a very strange sensation. I've got that at the moment with my current girlfriend to the deepest level I've ever managed to achieve it. And what I find really fascinating is that I can be in whatever mood I feel like, and she's fine with it. She she loves me just the same. And for the longest time in my life, I just did not believe that was possible. I thought that in order for a relationship to be maintained, you really had to emphasize the positive, positive and, and minimize the negative. And what I've come to realize since is that actually none of it's positive or negative. It's just who you are and let it all out. So pretending to be more interesting, trying to find like those hero stories and those wins that you can share all that does is hide who you really are and put you under pressure to keep performing. But also, of course, if the girl is socially intelligent, emotionally intelligent, she'll know that you're faking it and know that you're trying to impress her. And she might either find this endearing or more likely she's going to think, well, I must be higher quality than him. You being judgmental about yourself makes her be judgmental about you. You create a status difference that didn't exist before you started talking. So following rules, 
is another common mistake. In fact, I think it's the most common mistake I see in life in general is guys following rules because of frames, because of the context they're in. So again, coming back to the idea, calling it a first date and then having to follow the rules that you think exist for that situation. Common rules are like talk about who's paying the bill, you know, when do you kiss, what do you talk about, where does this happen? These are all rules that are attached to the idea of a first date. Now, rules will always get in the way of spontaneous natural connection. If you have any rules that you're following, if you have templates and methodologies or, you know, pick up routines and structures, then automatically the chance for you to connect in a real way, to connect the two of you like no connection has ever happened before, your own unique thing, those rules are always going to get in the way of that. They're always going to push you off track from that. When you should be just saying what you feel like saying, you're going to think, oh, but I need to be saying this. So you'll say that instead, and the chance you had to connect for real disappears. It's like, this brings us back to the point of, if, if, if I don't think of it as a date, how do I build romantic connections? Well, if you're following rules like dating, then you'll have something like wait till the end until you can kiss them. You know, that might be a rule. Or if you're like into pickup, you might be, you must escalate the keynote or blah, 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 like I used to do. But if you're spontaneous and natural, and if you're being as real as possible, then your only option when it comes to feeling attractive is to express it, which is naturally going to build any sort of romantic connection. So if I'm out with somebody and I find them attractive, I don't try to make them like me. I try to express myself honestly, which means I might say things like, you know, when you smile like that, it makes my heart beat faster. You know, or I remember once I was on a date, a girl touched my leg and I, and I told her, I sincerely hope that's foreplay. Now she laughed about it, but I was being genuine. I really did hope that she was meaning to touch me as some sort of flirtation. So I don't need rules to escalate something romantically. I just need to be honest. I need to be honest about the way I feel. If we're a good fit, if we're supposed to be a romantic connection rather than a platonic one, then me expressing myself sexually will be reciprocated by her. She'll receive that well. If she's like, no, that's that's weird. We're just friends, blah, blah, blah. Then great, at least I know where we're at. I can decide from there whether or not I want to continue with this connection. The common theme is going to be about honesty. Because when we talk about all of these mistakes, they all have one thing in common. Can you think of what that one thing is? You know, if you're interviewing the girl, if you're trying to impress her, if you're pretending to be more interesting, and if you're following rules, why are you doing this? What do these things have in common? The common factor here is attachment to outcomes. Emotional attachment to outcomes. The main problem that people have with dating is that they're hoping it will go well. And they have a very specific idea of what going well means. It might be different for each date, but there's always this kind of rules. If she laughs at my jokes, it's going well. If she kisses me at the end, it's going well. If we end up in a relationship, that would be going well. And so you're constantly fighting to make it go well, which is usually means you're fighting against being authentic and having integrity. So what I'd really like to look at for the second half of this chat is what does it mean to detach from outcomes on a date? How do you do it? How do you get to a point where you're going to a date 
and you're not emotionally invested in how well it's going to go? How can you free yourself from that needy insecurity so that if the genuine connection is available, it actually happens and you don't destroy or sabotage it with trying to impress them, trying to follow the rules? The key factor here is while you might not be able to emotionally detach yourself from outcomes and you can't really lie to yourself and pretend that you're not into them, you can remove them. And this is what I call revealing the strategy. One of the the greatest ways to be honest on a date, one of the most effective ways for building a connection is to reveal any strategy that you see yourself using or want to use. It, It neutralizes the strategy. So in doing so, if you've got something that you think you're doing because you want an outcome, you can reveal that you're doing this thing And that way you take the attachment to outcome away because in your mind you'll think, well, now I can't get that. So, for example, if I tell a girl, let me just get a sip of water here. If I tell a girl a funny story and as I'm telling it, I'm realizing that I'm just telling it because I'm trying to impress her. I'm not really just having fun for myself. I kind of using the story to make her like me. I didn't realize I was doing it until I started telling the story. When revealing the strategy, what I'd say is something like, look, I'll be, I'll be frank with you. The reason I told that story is because I'm feeling a lot of attraction to you right now, and I knew that story would probably make you like me more. That's how you detach from an outcome. The ability for that story to get you an outcome has now been neutralized. So you can still feel the neediness for having the outcome of her liking you more, but now you've neutralized the, the manipulation you were using. So you can get back to being open and honest and having a real connection. And you'll find if this person is a good fit for you, they'll probably say something like, huh, I do that too. Or they'll just, they'll be tickled by the idea that you're so honest about who you are. It'll blow them away. The other way to detach from outcomes on a date is to have a different reason for being there, <clears throat> which is why I really like the idea of not calling it dating. If you call it a date, the reason is I've got to create a relationship or I've got to get laid or something like that. I've got to acquire something in the future. But you can call it something else. And what I'd recommend is something along the lines of practice. Looking at every social interaction you have is just practicing living by your values. And eventually, you might get to a stage like like me right now where I look at everything I do as a way to practice living by my values. Like right now, I'm doing a, a online webinar where nobody's showing up. And so I'm going to live by the value of integrity and complete the webinar to the best of my ability within that situation. That's an example of me practicing living by the value of integrity or the value of courage or whatever it took for me to keep going despite the turnout. The same applies to dating. It's not about going there to get the girl, but going there to practice values like honesty, practice values like courage, uh, determination, persistence, assertiveness, practicing these values. And and dating is such a perfect practice ground. You're in a situation where all of your fears and insecurities are being triggered. That's a great place to deal with them. It's a great place to face your fears and overcome them. 
And so dating can become something that you go to practice connection rather than trying to get a connection. So it's so funny. So many people I've worked with, when they finally switch to this, they almost instantly end up in relationships. But if you switch to this to try and get into a relationship, you've missed the point. You have to let go of getting into a relationship. You have to let go of getting laid and look at instead and practicing living by your values. Make the outcome you living by your values, not you getting something from them. So look about leadership on a date. You want to connect. You want this to be a genuine, spontaneous, natural event between the two of you. You want her to see the real you. You want to see the real her. You want to see if you guys actually connect legitimately. How do you do it? How do you create this situation on a date? Well, we're going to have a look at now some of the practical application of authentic dating, of being genuine when you're dating. First off, let's look at leadership. When it comes to all of this stuff, you're going to be often on dates with other, with women or men, whatever you're into. You're going to be on dates where they are trying to impress you as well, or they're following their own script and rules about dating. And so for men, you know, like the kind of men we've got in the Men Improvement Academy, the world needs you to step up and lead. Everybody else is conditioned and afraid. And nobody else is going to initiate this thing. You guys are going to do it. It's guys like us that are here to, to set things right. So if you really want your dating and social world to go well, accept the responsibility of leadership. You'll have so much more power. So much more hope will come from knowing that you are going to take the lead, that you will drive the thing forward. And that's really masculinity, isn't it? It's that initiating, that leading, that risk-taking that really sets the masculine apart from the feminine. So if you want to be masculine in your dating, then initiating leading is by far the strongest way to do that. So what we're talking about is setting the scene, is leading and initiating in a way where the other person, the person you're on the date with, understands we're doing this differently. We're not going to do it the way I usually do it. We're not going to do the the dog and pony show where we pretend and we impress each other. This guy's not about that. And his frame's so strong that I have to step up now. I have to be real because he's being real. He's being real first. This is how you create that really authentic dating situation is when what you say and do sets a scene for honesty. It makes it a safe and comfortable thing to do. For a lot of people, you're going to have to actually spell this out for them and walk them through it, holding their hand. So it's not unusual for, at least when I was dating more, for me to say something on a date like, look, I know when people go on dates, usually they try to impress each other and all that kind of bullshit. I don't want us to do that. I just want to meet the real you. I want you to meet the real me, whatever that is, in all its glory. And, you know, I just want to take that pressure off you. You don't have to try and impress me. I'm not interested in that. I'll actually say stuff like that on a date. It doesn't mean you have to use those words because then you'd just be being fake. But the point is that you you set the scene, you set boundaries about what you're here for. You know that new reason you've got for dating where you're trying to practice living by your values. Tell her about that. Say, you know, look, the reason I'm dating is just to practice being honest and try to find a real connection through being honest. 
So I'm not going to say things to try and impress you or anything like that. I just want us to talk about our lives, talk about ourselves, whatever occurs to us, the real us, you know, the ups and the downs. And, you know, if we're the right fit for each other, we'll enjoy that conversation. If we're not, that's okay too. It was nice to have a drink anyway. You know, you can have these kind of conversations right at the beginning. You can actually set the scene for a day. As we talked about before, leadership means inviting someone into your world, inviting them to something you're already doing, taking them to an event or an activity or a location that you want to go to. doesn't mean that you should rigidly say, no, we're only doing what I want to do. What it means is that you're the one who starts it. You're the invitationer. You're the inviter. I don't know how you say that. You're the person who started it. So you can say something rather than going, hey, would you like to hang out sometime? You say, hey, I'm going to go check out this band on Friday night. I'd love to, to have you join me. It'd be so much more fun if you were there. And you just let them know, and it's up to them whether they come or not. Their decision around that will already show you a bit about your connection. If they really do want to connect with you, they'll either say, hell yeah, or they'll say, damn, I can't make it that night. How about Saturday? They'll try their best to keep the thing going. And if they're sort of like, now nah, I'm busy, well then... Screw it. Move on. They don't, they're not interested in investing in you. And if they're trying to make you chase, well, that's not really going to be authentic either. So let them know you're not going to chase. And they can come to you later if they change their mind. The key with doing something like this when you're inviting that person to your world is regardless of whether or not they show up, you need to go through with it. So it really has to be something you want to do. If you invite someone out to dinner and they don't show up, stay and have that dinner. You know, whatever it is, you go to a movie, stay and watch that movie. Be going there without her anyway. So that you are living your life, not you are setting up a life for them. You're not bringing some new event into your life to somebody you've just met. If you've been talking to some girl on Tinder and you create an event just for her, you're treating her like a wife. She hasn't earned that level of investment from you yet. You guys aren't at that stage yet. That's far too much of an investment to create an event for some stranger. You don't even know if she's a good person. You know, I'm at a stage now with my girlfriend where I'll do things I wouldn't usually do to be with her. But we've earned this. We've built up to this. She'll do things she wouldn't normally do to be with me. We're learning and growing each other's lives from this. But when it began, it was like, I'm doing this. Feel free to come along, you know. Um which really highlights the, the kind of third point I wanted to make around equal investment, whether it's talking, touching, events, leading, being the person who encourages it to remain equal. So if you've told her something about yourself, don't tell her another thing about yourself until she's reciprocated. And if you need to encourage her to reciprocate, you can say things like, you know what, I feel like I've told you so much about myself already. Now you tell me something about you, you know, or, yeah, I felt a bit like vulnerable actually sharing that fear that I have. Tell me about one of your fears. And making sure that this investment stays balanced. It'll also show you if they're not willing to invest, then you're wasting your time. Your your investment is poor. So if you're talking, it's like, now tell you something about yourself. It's like, mm, no, nah, I don't really feel comfortable sharing. You know, I could do, and I need you to as well for this to be a good connection. So we may be, it's a time to maybe call this quits. And you can really put it to them like, either connect with me or leave. Those are your two options. Rather than, no, I'll do all the work and you can just ride along for free. 
one of the things, and this is something I really recommend you get a copy of Game Over by John Cooper or look into any of that social artistry stuff, which is fantastic, is focusing on playful honesty. Now, one of the things I'll say that may differ a bit from that is that if you're not feeling up to it, then don't fake it or force it. Don't pretend to be feeling good or playful, but rather try to show who you really are in a playful way, just for your own sake, as a practice to bring into your life in the long term. Quite often um, we talk about on Brojo, you guys want to know how is it that I'm able to talk about my insecurities and my weaknesses without it sounding weird or creepy. The main thing I tell them is I've practiced it a lot. That's the number one thing. It sounded weird and creepy when I first did it. But also it's because I have fun with it. I like to share things about myself like I'm watching someone else with amusement. You know, I might say something like, you know, when you walked in the room, my heart started beating and I realized, wow, I'm actually getting nervous just looking at you. Isn't that weird? You know, and I'll share it like that way where I'm sort of talking about it like I'm, I'm interested in it, I'm not ashamed of it. I'm not apologizing for it. There's nothing to apologize for. I'm just a human being. There's no need to apologize for that. And I'm just sharing that human reaction with her, something that if we're a good fit, she's going to resonate with. Like, you know what? I just realized when you walked in here that we've got that kind of first date scenario thing going. It made me nervous, you know? You ever get that? And you can share that with her. You know, you can even eventually, when you build up your courage, you can say things like, wow, you know, actually when you mentioned your ex before, I missed the rest of what you're saying because I got this kind of needy jealousy thing come up. You know, you can say stuff like that. A lot of you won't have practiced this before, but you'll have a lot of fun when you do. I guarantee you that. Now, don't hold back. This is a key factor in leadership with a date, is be prepared to polarize her away from you with honesty which means if you're feeling attracted to her show that attraction right away don't wait for the right time or the correct place and time to to do that just do that when it occurs do everything when it occurs that doesn't mean you have to do something that breaks the rules of consent i'm not talking about that what i'm talking about is when you're feeling attraction show attraction when you're feeling disgust show disgust when you're feeling confused show confusion whatever it is that you're feeling show it as it occurs This is a form of leadership. You're taking a risk. You're not sure how they're going to respond, but you're going to do it anyway. They're going to see this and it's going to feel them, make them feel so much safer to reciprocate. So a girl might be sitting across from you feeling attracted to you, but scared to show it because it puts her in a vulnerable state. And then you're like, wow, I can't take my eyes off your legs. Seriously, it's actually hard to listen to you talk. And she'll be like, ah, now I can talk about physical attraction. He's already done it. So we're safe to do it now. You can lead, create that safe place just by being honest. And the last and most important point, break all your rules. I recommend you write down a list. I'm on a date I must and must not. And you write this whole list of all these rules that you have about dating. And then go out one date at a time and break them all. See what happens when you break the rules. Rule number one, I must look my best. Okay, I'm going to go out on a date looking how I normally look on a Sunday morning at home. And uh, what I've found is people are so much more comfortable with me in public settings when I'm dressed comfortably. It's really bizarre. So breaking the rules around that doesn't mean that you have to go out looking like a slob all the time. It's just to show yourself, prove to yourself that it doesn't actually matter, that the rule doesn't apply. Okay. That was a lot of talking. Most of these sessions, when we do finally get people attending, 
it'll be much more of a discussion and much less me lecturing and talking shit off the top of my head but uh this was good we managed to survive and i want to just review some of those key points so the key one calling it a date and having all these rules attached to it that's going to put you under pressure to perform it's going to be a lot easier if you just see it as you practicing living by your values secondly try to push them away with honesty if you want to let go of outcomes on a date tell them about the outcomes that you're hoping for tell them that the strategy that you thought you were going to use to get those outcomes and therefore kill them so that you really are detached from them and focus on having fun by leading with honesty right use take risks look at look at dating as a chance for you to just take all these risks and feel proud of yourself when you get home you might end up with a date that ended early because you were telling her something about yourself and it put her off but you get to go home and be like Fuck, i can't believe i said that you know, I can't believe I had the balls to actually let some stranger into my inner world. You know, so many guys think it's bold and confident to have no problems. No, that's lies. Everybody has problems. Everybody has insecurities and fears and weaknesses. The truly confident and bold people are openly expressive about them. So go out and show them how bold you are with expressing what the real you is. And then just see what that does to your connection. So that was the perfect first date, the first ever Brojo online event. And we hope to have many more of them. For those of you listening into the recording, um, feel free to email me with your questions or comments or anything. Dan at brojo.co.nz. Or you can talk to us on the Men Improvement Academy Facebook page and just tag me in one of your posts there. I'm happy to talk through anything. Anything that allows me to procrastinate on the hard work, I'm all for it. So I look forward to seeing you guys at the next one. I don't know what that's going to be, but I'll message out about it. And one last point. Take one thing you've taken from today. Forget the rest. Just one point and go and practice that this week as much as you possibly can. And I'll see you guys next time. (laughs) 